Hi, I'm Rob Price. Join me as I speak with pioneering founders and leaders of businesses in AI and Gen AI that are revolutionising our world. Welcome to Futurize. Uh, so I'm, I'm Anna Bulak. I'm head of ethics and partnerships at Respeacher. It's an Emmy awarded, Emmy award winning uh, voice cloning technology company, and I'm also a member of AI committee at the Ministry of Digital Transformation. So briefly about my background, it's around ten years in security and defense policies, and then I transitioned to technologies uh, in the beginning building uh, technology to counter online disinformation. And then uh, I transitioned to generative AI, synthetic media at that time, as terminologies change, change all the time. And uh, it's already my second company where I'm building trust and safety policies inside of a company um, to mitigate abuse of uh, synthetic media and building um, public policies and uh, industry initiatives. Today we're going to talk about Respeacher, which is kind of that second business. So why don't you tell everyone what Respeacher does and how you use that AI technology to differentiate yourself from others out there? Respeacher is a really unique company, I would say, um, because ethics is a cornerstone of uh, of synthetic voice of this company. As I said earlier, I'm a head of ethics and partnerships. So um, Respeacher is a voice clone technology that allows any person to speak in any other person's voice. What it means is to take, uh, for example, from two to 30 minutes of voice recording of another person with permission, and then uh, you can drive that voice with your performance. So it's called the speech-to-speech. It's different from text-to-speech because text-to-speech is an input, is a text, and you will have an output less emotional, less natural, you won't control, control performance. So that's a major uh, difference between speech-to-speech and text-to-speech. Uh, the major uh, projects of uh, Respeacher are uh, Luke Skywalker's voice, um, uh, Darth Vader's voice, uh, Nixon's voice, uh, for uh, which we received an uh, Emmy Award. And uh, those are B2B, big projects direction. Um, but we also have uh, democratization of technology uh, track. It means that we have a voice marketplace with 100 plus voices, female, male, kids' voices of different age and animals so you can voice over a small digital creation like indie movie documentary using just one voice and one performance and uh, and for voice actors it's about uh, scaling their uh, projects and where they can participate not just to be attached to their voice identity but to be more attached to their performance skills and I've seen that over the last week where we've been producing AI generated videos with our voices. And of course, kind of using that enables you to produce more content faster and more variably. So I can see the business use. But for those list people listening now, whether they're individual at home or a business or an entrepreneur, 
what would be your pitch to each of them as to why they should be interested in the technology and the products that you are providing? Look, there are two separate directions, of course. Uh, for actors, it's uh, insurance if they are on set and they get sick or they cannot participate in post-production. So voice cloning can be used to uh, not to limit the scope of the time uh, that they spent on one project. So then voice cloning can be used and other voice actors can be participating in the job. Uh, those uh, That is a big project, of course. Uh, for smaller creators, let's say an example that you want to voice over your audiobook, but you don't want to spend a lot of time in a studio and uh, your voice can be reproduced and another voice actor can be creating an um, educational um, uh, content for you or uh, reproducing that audiobook. So there are many, many uh, examples for that. And it's also that we have reached that uh, capability of real time, that in real time you can convert in someone else's voice. So those educational materials can be also uh, transmitted to via Zoom with uh, low latency. It also can be used in um, uh, in calls and uh, in real time uh, educational materials. So. Uh, I would say in entertainment educational uh, direction, there are a huge amount of use cases. But what's interesting is that we expanded also to uh, healthcare and cybersecurity. And in healthcare, what we do is that uh, those uh, people that have lost their voice or their voice uh, being like undermined after a voice box removal due to uh, neck cancer, it's called laryngectomy. And after the operation, uh, they have most most likely robotic sounding voice, and we can convert it into a, a natural sounding voice. And another direction, cybersecurity, because we understand that um, voice is biometric data, and uh, it allows and and many companies, many enterprises right now uh, provide that feature of uh, voice access to the accounts. So what we provide is penetration testing, is testing how synthetic voices can be, uh, can surpass that uh, security systems. And also social engineering, because there are a lot of companies and enterprises that have a lot of people and they can trust any calls that they receive potentially from the CEO of a high top manager. And what we provide is that in isolated environment, we can clone top management voice with permission and run the test and re-educate those uh, employees to, um, to create a new code of conduct inside of a company. It's, it's like another level of security awareness test that we would have done in the past with phishing emails, for example, but to detect kind of how how that would uh, people would react to it. And also, I guess, kind of things like the, what, what the equivalent is of a, of a watermark for a voice in that sense. Now, you touched there on important subjects that are bringing uh, AI ethics into kind of the space. So tell me a bit more about how you ensure that the products that you provide are consistent in terms of ethical use of technology, which of course is a perfect question for you in your role as uh, head of AI ethics. 
as I mentioned in my previous response, that Respicia is quite unique company that ethics uh, is a cornerstone of its business model. And what we've done is that we've created ourselves the best practices in industry because we exist already from 2018. And what we've suggested how to protect likeness of uh, people, individuals, whose voices we are cloning is to sign a contract with them to require permission to clone this voice. It means that you as a person, you own your voice and also you own your AI copy of your voice. It means that we as a service, we don't own, we don't hold rights over your AI voice. And interesting part is when the person is deceased, uh, so we require permission from family members, estate holders, and uh, copyright owners. It can depend on uh, every industry because copyright, uh, any studio can have it uh, with actors. Um, but majorly, we always require um, family proof. And that's quite, uh, I would say, the baseline. Then the goals, there goes another level is a context. Because receiving a permission, it does not uh, provide the full, um, I would say, confidence in um, delivering the project. So what I'm doing is quite often reviewing the context where this uh, voice, even with permission, will be used. Because if the person desists and um, I'm reading the scripts, I'm uh, looking, okay, this uh, person was a famous person and how do we represent he or her in, in this particular project. And uh, we have a big ratio of refusal uh, because what we are trying to do is to uh, safeguard this perception of novel technology. Yeah. And uh, it's also a competitive advantage when, I would not say that we're moving slowly. I would say that we are setting a high bar standard for uh, entering this hyper-real voice cloning. Uh, because that's something that we are focusing on. And it also opens for us doors to work with the most trusted partners and uh, high-end partners. On uh, the side of B2C, that is uh, democratization of technology, when anyone can register on our voice marketplace and uh, start converting into other people's voices with permissions that we have, we have a moderation in place. And it's interesting, it's quite unique for a tool and not a, a social platform to have a moderation in place, but we do moderate. We moderate the sexual content, harassment, abuse, uh, fraud, fraudulent, potentially fraudulent content. Uh, and we have two layers of moderation. It's automatic flagging and then human moderation to understand the context. Because voice, it's highly interesting direction because intonation and how you send this uh, message, right? How you package it with your intonation. Uh, it's quite different when you're just reading a text. Um, that's why we have two layers of moderation. And the third direction is of course, uh, data governance. So uh, when we receive uh, data from our um, uh, clients to recreate their voice, we don't use the data to train our base model. So the base model is different from AI uh, voice model is that we have a core technology 
that's our I would say uh, main engine uh, right and we train it on a copyrighted um, uh, uh, audio files and then when we receive audio files from our clients and we put it in a contract that we receive them just to replicate the voice and we delete those data, the data after the project is delivered, uh, that is uh, strictly put in a contract. So I would say those three layers, permission, context and moder uh, moderation and data governance are the core pillars for this direction okay that's fantastic now we've talked before about the work you've been doing in ai ethics and and of course you're in ukraine delivering high profile services as you mentioned to the film industry in hollywood and beyond i'm sure in many ways in the context of what you do it can't be hard to get people interested working in your organization so attracting talent but of course the other side of that is ukraine's in a a very difficult position at the moment in terms of um, the impacts that you must be facing every day in terms of the war. So how have you attracted people to work for your organization? How what's what's your pitch, if you like, to get people working on the product? Uh, well, that's amazing because actually we we grew during the war. We grew in 2.3x uh, times during the war. So our team doubled and we are hiring and we are mainly hiring from Ukraine uh, to support our internal economy. And 93% of uh, company employees are in Ukraine. So right now I'm speaking from, uh, from Kiev, but we have our team members from different cities. So daily in office, you would see around like 15, 20 people. Others are remote, working remotely. I just live like two minutes from office. That's why I'm quite often in office. Um, and it, it it's quite fascinating how during the war, actually, AI uh, has become a quite important direction, uh, not just uh, for the defense industry and a country, but also in just a tech industry and for investors, uh, because first we have good uh, 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 capabilities, human and technological. And second, that we proved that we can deliver under any circumstances. And it's interesting that we delivered uh, uh, Darth Vader's voice from a bomb shelter and it was covered in vanity fair and nothing stops us. Uh, we have been and we have developed and we have already executed our contingency plans. Uh, we survived the previous winter, so we know how to work and, uh, and operate with uh, power shutdowns. Uh, so we have everything autonomous. So I would say it actually brings us more even positive sides for uh, international clients and investors that we have proved for one year and eight months of the war of Russian invasion against us uh, that we can deliver. So I would not say that this actually is something bad happened to us in terms of uh, business. It, uh, it just proved that we are resilient. The other thing that our technology is also uh, has is its positive externalities to other sectors like military tech, because our CTO 
has launched and other three startups uh, helping Ukrainian military using neural networks and uh, sound tracking systems to track um, uh, drones by sound and their trajectory and speed. Um, but yes, Respiratory is just growing and our main mar market is entertainment markets as uh, together with healthcare and cybersecurity. And which touches on the final question, which is the vision for Respeacher. So um, as you look forward uh, over the coming years, and, and clearly let's hope that uh, that involves a significant improvement for Ukraine in terms of for everybody's day-to-day -day life. But what's your big vision for Respeacher? What would you hope to achieve? Well, that's a great uh, question to our sea level, but uh, being also close to the top of a company, I would say from my angle is that we have a great, uh, uh, highly ethical advocacy uh, on international uh, level because we are front runners on the highly ethical voice cloning. And that's amazing that we um, have built it being in Ukraine, uh, like functioning in Ukraine, but having a global voice of how voice technology how ethical voice technology can be used and applied and meanwhile uh, while working with top ai list hollywood actors and studios and in light of uh actor strike and writer strike what we still doing and going to do is to prove that technology is not barrier but a companion uh, on this uh journey and that that we still have to tackle some legal issues uh, that we tackled as a company as pra best practices. As I mentioned, those permissions and how to protect likeness. Um, and we should not expect that regulation can solve it uh, really fast enough. It's about what we are promoting as a company that industry players should unite and devote their resources into um, metadata, watermarking, digital signatures, provenance, everything that can build more trust into AI-generated content. Also build more trust how actors can use it and to scale the projects, not to be pushed out of the jobs. So to look from another perspective to this technology. And I think that's a primary mission of uh, Respeacher to show how this hyper-real voice cloning can deliver that. And, and Anna, I'd just like to say thank you for the conversation that we've had. It's a brilliant point to kind of finish on. I truly believe that the value of AI is to accelerate and augment the things that we're doing as humans. It can help us, it will help us, but it's absolutely right to be focused on the appropriate and ethical ways of adopting that in line with regulation as that continues to evolve. So thank you. Thank you.